everybody to Finding My Perfect Awkward. And this week, Erin, I have to tell you that, like, you are one of the most bubbliest people I've ever seen in my life. And that's coming from me, who's, like, the bubbliest person oh. in the room. And I oh, love Oh, my you. goodness. Thank you so much, my dear. Yeah, I, I don't know. People call me Energizer Bunny. I just am very happy that I just radiate positivity all the time through no effort of my own. It's just how I exist. So thank no, you for saying that. No, it's fantastic. Of course. <laughs> and I, I found you through Radio Fam. So like looking through all your stuff and then looking at your social, it's like, absolutely, absolutely adore you. Um, so I wanted, speaking of Instagram, mm -hmm. um, I stalked you. No. Um, yes, I did, <laughs> but not like that. But I wanted what? to know, how did you get started in radio, how did you get to nights? Tell me about a little bit about your story. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I will. I'll give a little Cliff's Notes version. And by by the way, it's okay for you to to stalk me. I part of my story is I was a uh, full time local news journalist, so I was stalking people on social media professionally every day. So that's not oh fantastic, <laughs> amazing. So so yeah, I um I have always wanted to be a storyteller in some capacity, uh, visually. Uh, you know, audibly, what, whatever format, uh, just because I love people. I genuinely love just having conversations with people and listening and getting to know them. And so I went to school for that uh, at the University of Alabama and uh, knew I wanted to go the TV route. So I started as a sports broadcaster um, with SEC Network and ESPN affiliates. I was a sideline reporter for all of Alabama's sports teams, of which there were 15, and I knew nothing about sports. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, time to learn sports ball. And so <laughs> I spent four years learning teams, players, coaches, stats, you know, history, rules, you know, lingo, all of that. And mm -hmm. it was a great challenge, and I think I hit it pretty well that I was a sideline reporter who knew nothing about sports. Uh, fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> go sports. Like, it, sports. I get it. <laughs> well, I, I love them now, and now I understand them decently. So that was a good skill to develop. Um, yeah. But that was the time of my life. So I, I did that with ESPN, and then I worked in the NFL for a little bit uh, with my hometown team, which is now the, the Washington Commanders up in D.C. Um, and then I was advised to go into local news. And so out of school, because my degree was in general broadcast and general journalism, not just sports, uh, I went into local news and I went to Chattanooga, Tennessee, a little bit north of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where I was in college. And I was a news reporter and anchor for two years in Chattanooga covering the pandemic, the social justice happenings of George Floyd, et cetera. Uh, the pan, I already said the pandemic, uh, <laughs> two tornadoes in uh, my area of Tennessee uh, and an election. So Wow, <laughs> perfect timing. Literally all in the span of two years uh, and learned a lot of things, suffered a lot emotionally, mentally and physically and was like, it's time to live my life, follow my dreams. I had an incredible support system in my family who supported that decision. Um, I left my news job, moved to Nashville, Music City to pursue my life dream of doing entertainment broadcast and was doing freelance stuff here with my business, 
for a couple months and then I got hired by Hot 1067. Uh, they found me on the internet. Joe Breezy found me on Instagram. Nice. Um, I had posted a, uh, cause I was just going out to shows that I thought were fun and making content about it. And they had found me through a One Direction DJ night video I made. And That's amazing. <laughs> yes. I owe uh, my radio career to One Direction. Thanks guys. Uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. So uh, yeah. And then I was part-time through, I guess like last month. So November to May. And then then I was very luckily, gratefully, humbly promoted to full-time weeknights, 6 to 11 on Hot 106.7. And here we nice. are. Nice. <laughs> I love storytelling. I love making things. I love being creative and just connecting audiences and being a bridge between people, I guess, yeah. and facilitating those conversations. Yeah. No, that's awesome. How you got here, where you are yeah. now, where mm -hmm. do you want to be? Like, what is the ultimate goal for Aaron? You know, it's funny. I was talking uh, with my friend JR, who uh, is a DJ in Denver for iHeart. And he was, we, we were talking about like dream markets and, you know, those next steps. And something I've been realizing lately is as someone who has been so driven my whole life, so very gratefully supported by my friends and my family. I'm so lucky that I've had people believe in me and be like, yes, go for it. That I've always been thinking about that next move. I've always been calculating, okay, well, who am I going to network with today? Who am I going to send an email to today? You know, always thinking about that next step, mm -hmm. especially in local news, because the way that it works in local news is you can pretty much guarantee that you'll start out in a market and then every two to three years, you're expected, if you want to climb the ladder, you climb the ladder and you move to a new place and start over every one to three years, maybe in a place you don't want to be until you get to where you want to stop, whether that's a high local market or network, which right. is a lot of what a lot of people want to do. And then I got here. And I'm in Music City, and I love Nashville, and I love music, and I'm getting to interview and storytell with the world's biggest artists and with Nashville's hidden gems that are undiscovered artists. I'm making content, and I'm so happy. And it's like, I don't know how it could get better than this. I am, if I was doing this job, if I was in this position, living in my house with my three roommates for the rest of my life, I would be so happy. So to answer your question, I don't know what I, I mean. I've, I've always told people my whole life, I want to be like Ryan Seacrest. I mean, I want to be Aaron Cooper, but I want to be like Ryan who does red carpet stuff and TV and right, you know, do it all. Yeah. But I'm so satisfied with where I am right now that I'm just going to let that absorb into me and just vibe and see what happens. It's good. It's a good feeling. Yeah, no, that's what people want to get to. Like, that's what we all strive to get to. I think I have a different perspective on the morning show scenario with radio in a couple of different ways. A, because I'm still so new to radio. I've only been working in radio since this past November. So that's been what, like seven, eight months. 
Right. Um, that I haven't even fully grasped all of that entails while fully understanding that that's very prestigious and amazing. And I used to listen to my hometown morning show every day on the way to high school on Hot 99.5. Um, but because I was a news anchor who woke up at 2.30 in the morning and 3 o'clock in the morning every day for a year and a half and did a five-hour long show, um, granted, not about exciting and fun things, usually about very depressing but important things, I'm kind of not dying to go back to waking up super early <laughs> like that's you know yeah. of course the opportunity to have I would adore that opportunity and that would be so cool if that happened for me one day but it's not like I'm not clawing my way to get there just yet because I'm just enjoying the moment I'm enjoying what I have right now and if that's meant to happen great but we'll see what happens you know that's fair. No, that yeah. is totally, totally fair. My, my, yeah. So, okay, I'm ready. There, there's going to be rapid questions. Spoiler alert, they usually aren't rapid. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you <laughs> these questions. This is the first thing that comes to your head. Who was your first celeb crush? Jess McCartney. <gasps> Wait a second. Pause. Mm. Pause. Can I ask how old you are? I'm 25. We're only a year apart. That's why we have the same one. Um, that, that, that was mine. I, did that we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hello. What was your first job ever, even outside of broadcast? Are we talking like paid job or something I went to every day that was like a volunteer gig, but it was like a five day a week situation? Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, Okay. My first paid job was when I was a freshman in high school and I was a theater camp counselor for four years at my favorite camp I ever went to called Performers Corner in Fairfax County, Virginia. It no longer exists. I was a counselor for the last year that it existed. It was around for like literally like 20 years. Best experience ever. Um, so that was like my first paid job. But when I was nine years old, I started volunteering on my county's like county park farm that was like an educational farm that was a real working farm and I would like take care of the animals and feed them and like shear sheep and milk goats and stuff and that was a five day a week thing I did for like 10 years that I would do every morning every summer so like I consider that a job year old Aaron oh my god had more like the patience the amount of work nine-year-old Kira would never Good for you. <laughs> nine-year-old Aaron. So nine-year-old Aaron was definitely three feet tall and like 50 pounds if, and was like having to carry like these multi-gallon buckets of water <laughs> across a farm. I was like dragging it. I, I must've looked ridiculous, but they let me do it. I can they see like, it. You got it. <laughs> oh yeah. She's fine. She'll be fine. It builds character. What was, your first, what was your first job? Um, I did jerky. I, I, I gave out samples of jerky. At farmers markets, I sucked at it. Aaron, if you could <laughs> picture somebody being bad at giving out samples of anything, it was me. So I had to just stand there and give them be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. and back then I was a shy, quiet girl. I wasn't the like outgoing, talkative, loud girl I am now. I was a shy, like inner shell girl. So I was doing this and I was like, hi, do you do you want a piece of? 
No. Okay. Hey, do you want do you want a piece of jerky? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So this one's peppered. Oh my gosh. It was so bad. So I was giving out these samples of jerky, and then I would eat them when there was nobody around, even when there was people around, as long as there was no other workers. I kind of just was like eating the jerky, and I wouldn't sell. So I would sell maybe like two bags. I would work for like two hours and sell like two or three bags. This, first of all, is an incredibly random niche story. (laughs) But also I am picturing the opening scene to a Y2K coming of age rom-com movie (laughs) of you like on like a, almost like a college campus or just like campus situation like being all cute and pretty and awkward and just like whatever and then you see a cute boy come in and you're like want some jerky like I don't know why I'm picturing this and I like, wish <laughs> I wish that there was a guy in I wish that there was that that type of ending there there's not and honestly you say oh cute pretty yeah I wore a teal v-cut jerky shirt like the jerky the the company shirt and I had side bangs that were terrible. Mm-hmm. And my glasses were like those dorky ones that have no no uh, frame on the bottom. So it looks like it's clear and it goes to nothing. Oh, it was terrible, Erin. I was so awkward. Then you add the awkwardness that I had naturally back then because I was so shy that it, it just was no. It was a no-go. And even if like there's a even if there was a guy that came that came by that was really, really cute, God. he wasn't gonna look at me, 16-year-old me. Mm-mm. He was going to keep walking to the next two booths that had the pretty girl selling seltzer because it wasn't me. <laughs> Did you ever sing the Jackson and Rico cheese jerky song? Oh, my God. You know, if I would have been jerky. open to that. Now I would. Yes. <laughs> this, it's like, make you go berserky cheese jerky. It's something like that. <laughs> I just, you know, it's funny. I just rewatched the entire uh, series of Hannah Montana and on, on Disney+. Plus. And I, I came to that episode, and I was like, I want to do that. This was I had me. my chance. I had my chance, Erin. I didn't do it. I had my chance. That's an incredible story. Thank you uh-huh. for making my weekend with that. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. My awkwardness can bring happiness. Uh, speaking of awkwardness, now we're going to get to even more awkward. Uh, most embarrassing moment for real for you. Most embarrassing moment for real. I'm going to have to think about this for a second because not, not to sound head ass, but like, I don't get embarrassed ever. Oh, lucky you. Um, <laughs> well, well, working in local news, will do that for you because when you wake up at two 30 in the morning and you're going on camera and you're half asleep and you're just like, what the heck is going on? I have no idea what's going on, but I have to tell the world something that just happened and you look terrible. You fumble over your words and you're just like get me through this please once the world has seen you look like that you really can't get embarrassed anymore but I I'm sure there there's got to be something most embarrassing this is kind of a lame one but this literally happened the other day and it's radio related oh I even better getting, I was getting ready for my show which mm-hmm. starts at six and it was 5.30, and I had heard my boss, Joe Breezy, do uh, a break, and he was talking into a Harry Styles song, and people who pay attention to me have probably picked up by now that I'm a huge, no no shame Harry Styles fan. Like, 
love that man. And my company knows that too. Hence why I was hired from a One Direction DJ night event. Um, but I was I was prepping for my show and I was listening to him. And he said, our new night DJ, Aaron. Yeah, she's totally obsessed with Harry Styles. Big baby daddy energy. And my boss said this to all of Nashville as they were driving home from work. And I was like, you know, and I, I literally screeched in the studio. I was like, oh my, I, it was so funny, but I was just like, oh my gosh. Big baby daddy energy. I mm. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't something I did, but it was something about me that was said that I was like, it's not inaccurate, but that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love so, that. That was literally this week. <laughs> I love that for you. I guess this would be Uh-oh. like a really embarrassing moment, but like literally no one else knew. So I wasn't embarrassed because like no one knew, at least I think no one knew. I was at band camp. Yes, I was a marching band kid in high school. It was my freshman year of high school. I was in marching yeah, band, camp. band camp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This one time at band camp. Uh, <laughs> literally this one time at band camp um I it was my freshman year of high school and I was with my friend Emily who I was a trumpet player she was also a trumpet player that's kind of like how we were our bond was that we were both girl like the only girl trumpet players always throughout all of school and same thing happened she would always make me laugh really hard and same thing happened I was at band camp I think I was sitting down and she made me laugh so hard, and I, I peed my pants. I peed my pants, and <laughs> I just kind of looked at her, and I was like, Emily, I need you to go back to our room, and I need you to go get me pants right now. And I said this to her, like, really quietly, because, like, we, our cabin was, like, I don't know, 200 yards away or something, and we were, like, at dinner or, like, going to dinner, and I was just kind of, I th yeah, I think we were at dinner and she just starts cracking up and she's trying to like get up to leave, but she's laughing so hard that I just peed my pants that she like couldn't walk. And I was like, Emily, pull it together. Go get me my pants. And I just sat there and kept it cool. And she came back and she brought me pants, but I honestly can't remember how I like took care of it. I, I feel like I stood up or like she brought me napkins and I like pretended that I spilled because we were at dinner. So I think like I pretended I spilled and then like napkined it up. And then I guess I went to the bathroom and changed my pants. I've never told this story to anybody before because I completely <laughs> forgot it. Ha I literally did not remember this happened until right you now. You napkined it up so that you could go change your pants. Yeah. I'm actually pretty proud of 14-year-old me. You thought on your feet. Well, I'm I, uh, not on your feet, but you thought, uh, you thought fast. Yes. Yes. I was like, how can I survive this? And shout out to Emily. Hope she's doing well. Um, thank you for getting me my pants at band camp that one time. Go Emily. VIP. <laughs> Where is it? MVP. MVP. I mean, honestly, both. Honestly, both.
<laughs> Amazing. I'm so glad that you, that unlocked that memory unlocked. Yeah, me too. I guess. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. I don't feel so. I don't feel so. Uh, like not left out, but like I don't feel so like. Like I'm Honestly, the only one that peed themselves. Although, I, although you were 14 and like, okay, I was 19 and in college. So, <laughs> you know, honestly, I feel like most people have peed their pants laughing at least to a certain degree. And if people say otherwise, they're either they're very sad people or they are lying. They're so, lying. Yeah. yeah. And if they're not lying, then yes, they're very sad people. And honestly, if you're not laughing that hard, you need to reevaluate your friends. You're not living. Yeah. Reevaluate who's in your circle. Can you do an impression of anything? Can I do an impression? Or anyone? So, like, for example, oh, Marie Lord. did an elephant, and she rocked it. Oh, my gosh. Mar I think Marie's done that for me before, and she did rock it. Dude, can I do? That's, like, the one thing I wish I could do that I can't. I don't think I can do an impression of anything. Um, like even, I can't what about, do like, an accent? No, I mean, I can, <laughs> when I, mean, I was same. in college, when I was in college in Alabama and when I, when I would have a little bit to drink, I would so, sort of like a Southern twang would sometimes come out on certain words. I, I'll try to see if I can slip into it. I don't know. It would, it would be on certain words like this. A little bit, yeah. That's actually really good. <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> that is really good. Oh, well, I mean, I lived in Alabama for four years, and then I, I've been in Tennessee for going on three, so. That's good. <laughs> that's about, that's literally it. I can't do anything else. What would you tell your younger self? Wow. Okay. What would I tell the, no, this, cause I was just thinking about my younger self the other day. Cause I saw, I, I found like a really adorable picture of me from, I think like my first day of kindergarten and Aww. I was like really little, but I also looked exactly the same. So it's very funny, but, <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, wow, if, if kindergarten Aaron knew that she was going to get to where she wanted to be when she was 25, I think she would be really proud of Big Aaron, little Aaron would be really proud of Big Aaron, but I would, I don't know, I would, I would tell little Aaron that she should keep being, or did you say tell younger self? Yeah, tell me younger self. I would tell little Aaron, keep being excited about things, keep embracing your passions about things, and it's really good that you care so much about things because when I was growing up, I was talking about this with somebody else the other day, when I was growing up, um, it seemed like it wasn't cool to care about things. It wasn't cool to be excited about things. And people would make fun of me for being like exuberant or outgoing or excited or theatrical and like, not, you know, not like badly, but people would poke fun. But then I'm like, that's how I got here. I literally, my career is based so, I'm so lucky, based on being myself. I literally am able to be myself for a living. And that includes me being super passionate and excited and invested in artists and in people and in music. And 
I've always been that way. And I remember when I would be poked fun at for it, that I would be like, oh, maybe it's not cool that I do that. Or maybe I'm too obsessed or I'm too whatever. But now it seems like people think it's cool to care. And it is cool to care about whatever you care about. People, passions, hobbies, your job, family. So little Aaron and anybody else who cares a lot about things, do that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. (laughs) That's so cute. I love it. Thank you so much, Erin, for being on. I have a new friend and you're so much fun and so grateful and, and honored you thought of me, but maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Are you going? I'm for sure going. I'm helping, uh, I'm helping Marie and Hannah run it. Oh, amazing. Wait, that's so special. Congratulations. I'm I'm so excited. This is my first time going and like all the, like all my people are going. Almost all my people are going. I'm so excited. Dude, dude, I want to go so bad. And I have to have a, yeah, I have to have a conversation with my boss about it. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I hope he's like, yeah, it would be great for the station. You should go. But it's also like, cause I'm taking, I'm taking time off next week and then three weeks later in July. And then that would be like, three weeks later in August, you know, I, so I just, you can find me on every social media platform at on air with Aaron. And that's Aaron with a Y E R Y N. Cause my parents decided they never wanted me to be able to buy souvenir magnets. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube.